our CRM to me is a, not an evolution even, it's a revolution because it's AI based and what it can do is incredible. Conquer local. It's really a breath of fresh air, good times. I help leaders go from anxiety to authority under pressure and then let's go and get it. It's an ecosystem. The hardest part here is gonna be getting me to shut up on this one. Conquer local with Vendasta, hosted by Jeff Tomlin. Welcome to the Conquer Local Podcast. Our show features successful sales leaders, marketers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs who will inspire you with their success stories. Each episode is packed with practical strategies as our guests share their secrets to achieving their dreams. Listen in to learn the highlights of their remarkable accomplishments and get tips to revamp, rework, and reimagine your business. Whether you're a small business owner, a marketer, or aspiring entrepreneur, the Conquer Local Podcast is your ultimate guide to dominating your local market. Tune in now to take your business to the next level. I'm Jeff Tomlin, and on this special year in review episode, we're pleased to invite Brendan King for an in-person interview in our studio. Brendan is a co-founder and CEO of Vendasta Technologies. He spearheaded the company's innovation and strategic vision. Known for his intense and imaginative approach, Brendan's leadership focuses on both the grand vision and the meticulous details, driving Vendasta's success. With a history of successful ventures, including nationally franchised enterprises and real estate software, Brendan embodies Vendasta's core values, drive, innovation, respect, and agility. Brendan's passion lies in upholding these values, propelling Vendasta to emerge as a premier technology provider in the local small and medium-sized business space. Get ready, Conquerors, for Brendan King coming up next on this week's episode of the Conquer Local Podcast. Hey, Brendan. Well, it's that time of year. Uh, you know, December comes around and uh, we look back and it always seems like the entire year just flies by us. But an, a, an incredible amount of stuff has gone on this past year. So maybe talk a little bit about some of the milestones that we've had here at Vendasta that you're particularly You know, it's a super, it's interesting. I was thinking before I did this podcast, I was thinking last year I did the podcast with George. Yeah. And uh, he, he wanted to ask about, you know, what are the coming trends in the next year? And he, so I wrote a I used GTP chat when it wasn't even really a thing to give me a list. And we went through top 10 things. And I said, and by the way, that was completely written by AI. And, you know, and as you know, I've been a big AI proponent. And so when you ask me to think about milestones, I mean, there are many. I, I think about them in different categories. There's you know, financial and business milestones. There's product milestones. There's people milestones. Um, from a... From a from a from a from a business perspective, at the top level, you know, we acquired a couple of companies. Uh, well, just one actually, and uh, we just closed one at the very tail end of uh, the year of last year. And in 2023, we closed uh, broadly, and milestone. so that's a big milestone, you know, to bring on um, uh, a company that is in the customer engagement space, and it really prompted our entire product organization to rally around that. And to release a bunch of products that are coming, I think you have one tomorrow, right? A big deal. Yeah, big deal. Um, you know, we're 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 releasing these tools that primarily our partners used to use, and we're now making them available for our partners to resell to those small medium businesses. But why it's a milestone? Like if I just if you just give me a little latitude, and we go back when we started, we started by building these point solution products, listings, reputation management, social media management. Listings really local SEO, right? And uh, as we as we built those, we sold them through media companies and agencies to these small businesses to you know help those businesses uh, 
uh, go to digital. So they were selling traditional advertising and they needed to bundle listings, rep and social. And as we did that, we started to real, that was a milestone. You know, we did a pretty nice growth back 2009, 10, 11, 12. And then we uh, realized that our channel partners needed more than that. They needed this platform to scale. That was another milestone. We built out our platform and then we said, we can't build everything they need. And we built a marketplace so we could provide everything that a small business needs. And you know, that as a, that's our core mission, right? To give the small business everything they need to run their business, one login, one password. So those are three sort of milestones along the way. Um, but now we're moving out of that ad tech and that MarTech stack. And it's a tremendous milestone because when I think about a small business, what do they need? You look at ad tech and MarTech, those are things that are they're critical to the business, but not mission critical. If the business isn't going bad, you know, is it has problems, they can stop their advertising and they can stop their marketing. Uh, also, those things are delivered primarily by the channel and they're managed by the channel. They don't want to run their ad campaigns and, you know, and, and that they, they're, they're managed by and run by the channel. The SMB doesn't use that software at, for the most part, primarily. Now we move into this next sort of CRM productivity tools, inbox customer engagement, billing and scheduling, meeting, uh, you know, booking, um, all of those things. Those are, those, those are primarily sold by the channel and maintained by the channel, but they're primarily used by the small business. And they're primarily recurring revenue. Advertising and marketing, some of it's recurring, but some of it's one time uh, or reoccurring versus these products are, you know, SaaS products that are recurring revenue for sure, primarily used by the SMB and very sticky. And so our channel partners are the benefiters of this huge milestone. I mean, they're gonna be able to sell these products to these small businesses that they will use. And so we're already seeing that happen. And tomorrow's, uh, tomorrow's release is going to be a massive uh, milestone. And, you know, our past research has shown that, you know, the more things you can put in the toolbox of a small business, the, the stickier that customer is, they stay with you longer and they end up buying more things from you because you're sort of the one-stop shop for them, aren't they? Yeah. And, and that effect happened in just add in MarTech. So as we, you know, as we added on yeah. one, two and three products, we saw, what was it? A 7% decline yeah. in churn for every product added. Right. Well, what we're seeing now with the benefit of some of the businesses we've purchased, we can see yeah. into, inside of some of that yeah. is that the churn rates are even lower. If you're running someone's CRM, if you're connected to their, you know, our inbox is going to connect to their Google My Business page. Yeah. Right. It's going to connect to Facebook. It's going to connect to Instagram. It connects to your email. It, can, it allows you to send SMSs. Most importantly, on your website, there's an AI chatbot that can you know, build your CRM Well, you're not there. You're underneath a sink fixing, you know, fixing a yeah. uh, drain. This thing is getting the name and number of the of potential customers texting you so you can call them back yeah. and book that appointment. All of those tools, um, you know, are, are, are way more sticky yeah. in terms of, of retention. And, and I'm, I'm so excited, you know, now that, you know, we've got the advertising, the marketing stack sort of in place with the CRM coming now, you'll have all that customer intelligence now coming you know from from the marketing and advertising it'll be at your fingertips you won't have all that crazy integration you have to do across all these different systems it's, it's pretty exciting in fact I, I would say that you you're touching on the biggest milestone which is and I, I'm gonna find a way to tie into this because you know I'm a huge AI proponent I think it's gonna change the game and you you know my thesis is like you know there's the chip makers, someone's a couple of people are going to win there. There's the model players, a couple of people are going to win there, mostly as hosting providers. 
Um, and then there's the people that have the data and the customer experience. And that's where we fit in. So what you touched on was if you're a small business and you're using data, different programs, reputation over here, listings over here, CRM over here, booking and scheduling over here, what you won't be able to do is tie all that data together and manage and, and have AI do the things that it can do across that set of data. Even more importantly, if you're a multi-location group where you have you know, restaurants here and hotels here and a ski resort over here, you, you can't tell who's done what with who. <laughs> yeah. If you have disparate data and uh, the, the, you know, the things that, are, that AI can do right now are already amazing, but some of the demos that I've been seeing, the ability yeah. to index that information and you know, communicate with potential customers in a way that's unbelievable, that a, that a human couldn't even do. You know, it, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. I, it, it's really exciting. By the way, you know, another milestone I want to touch on because I, it, it was a, a really big deal on the enterprise side of things. You know, we had a really, really big client down in, in South Africa in, mm -hmm. in Telcom that replaced an entire system that they use to run their business, basically, yeah. with, you know, with our platform. And, and that's a that was a, that's a, a really big mi milestone. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, we've had we have lots of enterprise customers that use our software in certain yeah. functions. These now is like, and we have lots of agencies that use it as an operating system to run their entire business. Yeah. But this is a, a huge yeah. customer that uses our platform to basically run their business. And it's, uh, yeah. it's, a, huge, it's a huge milestone, believe me. And you know, I wouldn't yeah. say it comes with the trials and tribulations. If you ask the folks, so we have people here that work around the clock on their time and very you know, long time our time. Too, yeah. and, uh, you know how persistent we are at Vendasta. <laughs> we just kept pursuing that goal until we could do everything they need. And so I'm super proud of the team for pulling that off. But the milestone is huge. And uh, we've got other ones falling right along. So, uh, I mean, you're, you touched on it a little bit, but let's talk about the trends that, uh, you know, you, you're paying most attention to in the CEO seat, you know, from, you know, this past year and looking into 2024. Um, you know, what are the most important trends that you're thinking about? Well, I mean, look, the, there's the, the, uh, the market writ large, right? The, the obvious economy has changed. So it started, you know, in 2022 even, but in 2023, it became super obvious that the market is rewarding the value of companies now is based on, you know, profitable growth. And so in the past, it had been grow at all costs. And, you know, we, like any other company, raise quite a lot of money and we want to grow as fast as possible and get the best value. But that's changed. So the market's saying, hey, you know, you don't want to have to go to market again. Um, you know, you need to be valued at your profitable growth. And that's what we've done. So we've brought our company in line to be able to be sustainable. And I'm um, really proud of that. We still have um, a good amount of money. You know, we, we had a small raise this year, a small $20 million raise this year. And the, another milestone. Oh, a huge milestone. And I'll tell you, we brought in the Foundry Group. And without sounding like a gushing fanboy, I am so pleased with the folks at Foundry. Um, yeah. They're fantastic people. They have a lot of resources and they put their full weight behind us. And uh, Brad Feld in particular is an amazing individual. And you know, when you ask for some resources or some help, you get more than you're gonna get it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, uh, that is a, a really big milestone, but you know, being becoming to a place where you don't have to rely on others and you can run your business profitably is is a pretty good feeling um it's a constant struggle always too um and it's uh because you, you want to grow we still have to grow 
So, I mean, more and more companies now, they're forced to actually operate like a real company. So, it's, you know, people can lament the doom and gloom of, of how it's been in the tech sector over the last year, year and a half or so. But, you know, coming out of it, there's a lot of companies that are operating, like really a lot of most companies should be operating. Well, you know, I, I guess I, I don't want to take umbrage with the fact of that. I mean, if, if you raise money, you raise it to spend. And so, you know, and if growth is the thing that gives you value, that's what you got to do. And so I'm not looking back and saying that companies shouldn't have run that way. I'm just saying the environment changed and you have to change with it. Yeah. And so what people are valuing now is, is, is profitability and profitable growth. So we still got to grow, but we have to be profitable. And that's the value metrics we're after now. And we're, you know, we're, it, it's, uh, it is fun to do too. It can be fun. Um, it's painful a bit, but you know, it can be fun. So, you know, uh, following on in that, you know, this, this year wasn't without its challenges for a lot of people uh, in the tech space, a lot of opportunities as well. Um, maybe, you know, some of the challenges that, that you know, we had faced throughout the year. What, what do you think that, you know, some of your takeaways are or, or any lessons that you learned from, uh, you know, in 2023? Well, I mean, you know, we, we, you know, obviously um, we learned a lot. So we've acquired four companies. And as we acquire companies, we learn a lot about how to make that work. And so a big part of that's culture. A big part of that is aligning expectations. So, you know, I've learned that um, as we acquire companies, it's really important that we have a plan that's shared that, that's that's fairly solid. I mean, as solid as any plan can be, but also it's it's important that the expectations are clearly set. And uh, so I think you can do that um, and you can apply that to any part of your life or your business. You know, setting clear expectations with others is just super important. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, with adding other companies into the into the portfolio, you know, we've talked about that on the podcast with a couple of different uh, of the guests that we've had on. And um, it's it's a it's a really great way to to grow because in a lot of cases you can find opportunities where when you put two companies together one plus one plus one can equal three, um, but it's a, you know in, in order to do that right it's a it's a different muscle you've got to learn how to how to de- develop and and yeah and work into your operation yeah and you know as as you get to scale so as you get to a hundred million dollars and above in run rate um, U.S. or Canadian. Um, you, you have the ability to do things that smaller companies can't. And, and so it's a different way of, um, so there's a lot of things we learned about how, how to run companies at scale that are completely different than running a smaller, you know, a smaller company. So you look out into 2024. So predictions are always really important. People look to, uh, to, to see what other people are thinking, uh, especially the leaders in the space. Um, what uh, how do you think people should be uh, thinking heading into 2024 or, or what do you think should be top of their mind? Well, I'm not going to make a guess about whether, you know, some people are saying things are going to get worse before they get better. And, and, and you know, I, I do think that interest rates are going to stay higher for longer than people anticipate, which is probably, you know, neither. It, it, it's not the best thing for, for, for business. Uh, I don't think. Um, here I am making predictions I don't like to do, but I don't think that small businesses are going to particularly be affected and go into recession. So I think in the case of, of if I was, from my point of view, if you're a SaaS company selling to other SaaS companies, you got some headaches coming. If, uh, and maybe the, maybe they'll abate next year too, but, but, um, 
if you are selling to Main Street versus Wall Street in the small business, I think you're gonna be you're gonna be okay. That's one thing. The other thing is AI. Like I I, I kind of almost got sick of it. You know, I was <laughs> talking about before it was a thing, and then all this year we went to some conferences, and all it was was like AI, AI, AI. But I don't think we've seen anything yet. I think that people have not figured out how to use it. It's like it's like your parents talking to Google. Like, you know, have you, have you ever seen someone try to talk to, to Alexa or to a Google Home device um, and there's, they're talking funny? And I, I don't think we need to do that. And I think that's a, a indicative of the way we've used AI. The way AI is in some of these documents, uh, in, in, in our products too, is, is, is not, you know, some of them are really good, like respond to the review, boom, it's like unbelievable. Um, but some things are like a little disjointed. And I think as AI, it'll come more natural and it'll be more, you know, um, objective. So you'll say like, what, here's what I want. And it'll, it'll do that right now. It's more like, here's the steps I need to get what I want. Let me use AI to make each step better versus just telling AI, here's what I want. And so it's going to get more natural. It's going to get easier. And uh, I don't think we've seen anything yet. Um, all right. So one of the favorite things that I, I know that you like to do is to talk about the future and what, what's coming next on in, in terms of product development and roadmap, because we've got a lot of, of, of exciting things coming along and our product teams and our marketers in particular don't necessarily like to talk things and talk about things until they're ready. Um, what are the things in the roadmap that you're, you're really excited about uh, co coming sure. up in 2024? Well, hey, look, and, and let, let me just address that until until they're ready. I think um, nobody would ever release anything if uh, they waited till they're ready. Nobody is ever quite ready. Sure. And as we do get bigger and as people rely on us to run their business, yeah, we got to get more ready. So when it's a billing, yeah. and that's not probably the most important or exciting aspect for anybody, but, but it's got to work. And so, you know, we have, our, one of the things I'm really excited about is our platform over time I can handle now lots of different billing models and use cases and make it easy for our, both our channel partners to sell to their small businesses and those small businesses to sell to SMBs. And the billing infrastructure that we're providing, it's not super exciting from an outside point of view, but the ease of use and the way that it works and the cost savings for those SMBs and the ability to send an invoice by SMS to their customers is, it, this is, I'm super excited about that. I'm, I'm really stoked. The second thing I'm really uh, stoked about is, is AI again, okay, but in a practical way that it can be used to make things work. So, you know, there's been years and years of, and there's a lot of companies that, that are, <laughs> this is existential to them because they've invested years in software development uh, to build things like a chatbot. And we're in a position where, and you, I think you'll see it tomorrow, where we can essentially leapfrog them. And so you, you've seen these chatbots where you got to go and you got like, what do you want to do today? You want to do this or this or this? And you're like, you don't have to do that. You can just talk to this chatbot and it will give you what you want because it knows. And this is why we're in a good spot and why I'm so excited is we have all the data. We've got their website. We've got their support materials. We've got their um, uh, all of their reviews, good and bad. We've got uh, uh, all of their the, all their business information, including like the tagline and where they are and their cross streets and what they credit cards they have. All of that we have. All of that we're using. We're syndicating that today to these listing sites. And we have we we we've, we've been writing all their social content. We have this huge amount of content that we can reference with AI and give answers that AI couldn't even do. 
that, that a human couldn't even do. And I'll give you another example. So, you know, some of the things that are incredibly hard in the world of digital marketing are to write content on behalf of a small business. So imagine you're a content writer. I don't care where you are in the world. You're writing content for a business. What do you have to do? You have to know everything about that business. Do you know how hard that is for a human? Do you know how easy that is for AI? AI can know more about that business. And what humans get to do is elevate themselves now. So instead of reading all that content and trying to write the business, they can, they can look at the output and they can give it some tweaks on the input. And they can say, oh, by the way, this business, this happened new. This is new. This is new. Oh, we're doing all this social. We know this. And, and boom, it can make that content better than any person ever could have. And, uh, and that's the point, right? It's a delivering value to their customers. Make themselves better and get more of their time back. Yeah, 100%. And, doing the and elevate things. themselves and, and get paid more. How much can you pay someone who writes dribble? Or, and I shouldn't say dribble, but I mean, it's good content, but how much can you pay someone to read all about a company and write a few lines of, of, of text that they're going to post on behalf of that? How much can you, you know, how can that work? Yeah. Whereas if you can empower the humans to actually do real thinking yeah. and make really real content, you can, you can, you can, you can do better. By the way, and, and you, you started talking about the billing system and then all of the data that we, we have at our fingertips. On top of like the, the reporting system, uh, you know, clearly I, I'm a data guy, as you can tell by my mug. Um, I, I'm, you know. You love spreadsheets. I love, I, I do, I do. But I, what I love more is when numbers don't have to be in spreadsheets and they can be in a reporting infrastructure. And now with all that data that we have and billing information, um, now with the, the, the reporting infrastructure that we have, the, the partners have a lot of intelligence at their fingertips now. They do. And that's that. And by the way, like I was going to say, I was excited about our CRM, you know, um, but really what is a CRM? <laughs> it's an ability for you to manage a relationship with a customer. That's why it's called customer relationship management. And how, what, what is a relationship with the customer? It's a bunch of data points. Yeah. It's a bunch of data points about what you sold. It's a bunch of data points about what they need. It's a bunch of data points about where their business is, what their business is, what it needs. And this is not, this is a, a revolution. So our, our CRM to me, is a, not an evolution even, it's a revolution because it's AI based. And what it can do is incredible. I like that. Uh, and you know, nobody uses a CRM because they love putting notes. Nobody into loves it. it. <laughs> no, it. You but you love it. your customers yeah. and you want to know everything about them. And, and why should you have to enter all that stuff? <laughs> and you want to be able to have the information to make your your company more efficient. 100%. And, and, and that's there. So a lot of exciting things. Brendan, I'm going to give you the last word. What's the last word? Oh, I don't know. It's uh, 2024 is going to be fantastic. And I hope it's fantastic for you and your family and everybody, company, business. I, I hope it's a great year. Couldn't think of a better note to end on. That's it for a wrap on uh, what's new. I look back on 2023 and what's coming new in 2024. Uh, happy holidays to everyone out there and uh, hope everyone comes out of the gates just cranking in 2024. Best of luck to everyone. Thanks, Jeff. There you have it, our traditional year in review episode with Brendan King. Now, the first takeaway is around diversifying offerings for SMB growth. Vendasta, expanding beyond ad tech and martech, is now also focusing on other adjacent categories of operational tools critical to small businesses. You know, the move to AI-driven solutions, including chatbots and CRM integration, has inched Vendasta closer to its grand vision of providing everything a business needs to operate in one place. 
You know, the second takeaway is around adapting to economic changes. Brennan discussed the changing economic landscape and how Vendasta adjusted its fundraising and operational strategies accordingly. You know, heading into 2024, he anticipates sustained higher interest rates and emphasized that the importance of aligning expectations and setting clear plans, especially as the company reaches for impressive growth rates. You know, the focus on growth and profitability as a key value metrics reflects a nuanced approach in navigating economic uncertainties. If you've enjoyed my chat with Brendan, revisit some of the previous episodes from the archives. Check out episode 552, the 2022 year in review with Brendan King, or episode 625, building a strong C-suite community with Jeffrey Hazlett. Happy New Year, Conquerors, and until next time, I'm Jeff Tomlin. Get out there and be awesome. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast presented by Vendasta. Tune in next week for a new episode. Guest discovery and produced by Suleiman Adam. Marketing by Rory Lawford, Brandon Moore, and Suleiman Adam. Executive producers, Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Suleiman Adam. Recorded at Vendasta headquarters on the Canadian prairies.